I'm driving down County Route 64 towards Five Guys, basically, and there's a car on the left side of me with its hazards on, and it's you're, just sitting there. So, of course, it kind of draws my attention. because. And you're dashing? Mm-hmm. Uh, lean in and chew a little yeah, louder, dummy. Everyone loves that. Jesus. <laughs> so, of course, over there. it draws my attention to the side. He just inhaled that fucking thing, too. And as my attention comes forward, I realize why their hazards are on. There's a dead deer within 100 feet of me in the lane, laying in the lane. So I jerk my wheel to the left to try and evade it and look into my mirror at the same time. There's a car in the lane, so I have to jerk back into the lane with no time to stop. And he brought venison tonight. I, I wish. <laughs> I must have, like, preloaded the suspension or something so it lifted off the ground. Because my car only sits, like, three or four inches off the ground. I hit that bitch like a jump. A deer? A, a dead deer laying on the road. Hit it like a jump. My head slammed off the ceiling of the car. So immediately I pull over thinking, oh, my God, I've got PLPD on my car. If I hit something, I'm up shit's creek. I pulled over. It didn't even bump the plastic or break the plastic. No marks in the dust or anything. PLPD. I don't know. What it's, I have uh, no comp or collision. Oh, they might not call it that in New York. That's what they call it. That was code word for drugs. <laughs> I was ELP. I was going to use Lord Protect This Ride. We're, I don't know. We were all for three on knowing what you're talking about there. I'm glad someone asked. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to be asking a dumb question. Right? <laughs> I know somebody who hit a dead deer and told their car. I thought that was going to be me. Yeah, I did that once. I wasn't. I was a passenger with Andy up in Buffalo. Yeah. My buddy that lived here, we went to college together. So we were coming home from college. We were on the highway, so we were doing like 70. And we were approaching an 18-wheeler, and all of a sudden the 18-wheeler swerved over into the shoulder. And we realized way too late he was giving us room to get over into his lane. And next thing you know, exact same thing, dead deer lane in the middle of the the lane. Bastard was so inconsiderate. Go die off the street like a nice person. We hit that thing like a speed bump at 70. Dude, that's how my boss, we were, it was like year-end closing, so it was like first week of January. It was like one thirty in the morning. She lived in Hornell, driving back. Next morning, she like comes in. She's like, or she texted me that night, but she came in the next morning. She's like, guys, told my car. We're like, what did you do? I'm like, hit a dead deer. <laughs> Just they right move so mid- fast. Right, I don't. <laughs> right in the middle of 86. And of course, she's like, I couldn't see because it was right around the, like where, where he actually we're a 39986 split. Yep. So she came around the corner. It was right at the top. The hill just caught her. I've had bad luck when buying new cars. I had a, P- I had a P2 loser one time. <laughs> she had a magnet. No. Well. Did it have the fake wood panel doors on it? No. Ah. Did not have fake wood. But I, can yeah, I was at American Country Club playing. I was a member up there. My cousin G's like, just stay and have a couple of drinks. And I'm like, all right. So, of course, I stay and have like two or three beers leave you get down by the driving range on the point deer jumps off the bank like into my hood here i am in nice golf clothes the cop shows up and doesn't want to shoot the deer because he's got to do paperwork and stuff and he discharges his weapon so guess i had to kill the deer with the cop's knife <laughs> he's a big pussy rear naked chokehold yeah, <laughs> fucking picked it up i just got in the car and run its head over a couple times god damn it so I, I think I at that point I'd, I'd made like three payments on the car, and now I got like it was all fucked up. Wait, you financed that, a PT cruiser? Was that quicker than the last one? Uh, no, 
The last one was one payment. She ran a red light. <laughs> well, yellow light. <laughs> so I'm kind of with Taylor no. on this. The the PT Cruiser wasn't like a family hand-me-down. You, you, you purposely <laughs> went out and purchased a PT Cruiser. For the record, I wasn't. This will be on the podcast. I wasn't like, hey, I want a PT Cruiser, all right? <laughs> I bought a used Audi that turned out to be a lemon. It was kind of in a pinch. I didn't have a ton of money at the time. I was like, I was still in college. Okay. I didn't have a lot of choices. I'd have bought a bike. <laughs> for a PT cruiser, listen, it did, tra- it did actually travel well because I used to take the back seats out, so it's just I'm like no one's gonna ride with me, so it just dude clubs everything, dude. I traveled fucking like a champ. Well, I mean, you're never gonna sell me. <laughs> I don't want to. You can put a mattress back there. Probably one of the worst cars I've ever owned. Who uses those? A, a mattress. What's <laughs> yeah. the futons for? I mean, that's kind of got Batch, a mattress hashtag on Hashtag bachelor pad. <laughs> is your... I'm just kidding. Is I your have bed, a mattress. Is, I have a mattress. Is your mattress on a bed frame, though? Yeah, actually. Yep. Oh, Thank okay. you, Amazon. That's over high class right there. Yeah, go right to the floor. <laughs> All right. We're at episode 49, boys. Uh, oh, we wanted to save all this for this week. Super Bowl. So we'll get our thoughts on that. Uh, before we get started, go check us out on 3starrecruits.com. Go check us out on YouTube. That means if you're listening to this, go to YouTube and subscribe. It's free. It's one free thing in life you can have, even though Econ 101 will tell you otherwise. Assuming you bought the $1,200 iPhone. What do you Pay mean? your $40 internet Did bill. and Oh. I wouldn't say the Apple podcast is free. No, I'm talking about uh, YouTube subscribing. Oh, Go to a public library. It's free. You can watch us there. <laughs> yeah. Either way, go show us some love. We would appreciate it. Turn the turn the speakers way up. So uh, we have an addition to the podcast tonight. We've talked about this a hundred times, and there it is in all its glory. It exists. The cactus. And he watered it. It looks alive. Responsibility. He watered it when he got here. I, I was like, did you put snow on it from outside? You just put some snow on top. <laughs> yeah. So there it is. Is this its new home? Yeah. Okay. I'd love it to be. All right. We got some ferns over there, too, from the uh, Survivor podcast we used to do. <coughs> you ever watch Survivor? Which season? One through 32? Yeah. Did, are you Survivor? <laughs> no, I, oh. I just know it's been on forever, and I've yeah. never watched it. I never was either, and I got into it. I ended up doing a podcast with Allie and her sister. All right. Let's talk about Super Bowl, boys. What are your thoughts? Did it go you when you wanted to? Oh, wager. Adam won the wager. My boy TB. Oh, the the running football. Yeah, gotcha. So Adam won that, so he only gets twenty because he never put it in his twenty. He gets forty. I get forty. Oh, um, that's all right. It's coming back to me eventually. Probably. <laughs> you gonna lay down the first golf bet tonight? Well, there's four inches of snow on the ground. Sounds interesting. What do you mean? I got the birdie balls in the car. We could set up a course right now. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I got some of these, uh, the base, the golf balls are like almost, what do they call them? Almost flight, almost ones. real or whatever they call them. They go like 80% of the distance. So the birdie balls are great. You can yeah. hit like a five iron. They go like 40 or 50 yards and it feels, you could not tell the difference if you closed your eyes. Contact us birdie ball for a sponsorship. All right. Super Bowl. Now that Adam's got his money, he took the box plus three. What are your thoughts? I'm assuming you guys will watch the game. Yeah. What time was it on? I missed it. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> um, I didn't really care which way it went. 
it was kind of boring. I was hoping for a seems somewhat game. predictable. I feel like everyone wanted Mahomes to put up a great performance, but it just felt like that was what was supposed to happen. A Tom Brady performance the whole way through. Um, Unless you disagree. I don't agree with that. Okay. Why? Because I think it was billed as the the GOAT against the next one, and it was supposed to be a, a high-scoring competitive game. Heard a lot of that, yeah. Yeah, the streaker made it to the end zone before <coughs> Patrick Mahomes. <coughs> so, he was kind of down, right? I don't, I don't know if this is true. Have you seen the rumor regarding okay. the streaker? I know you're going with this. Yeah, I don't know if it's true oh, either. I, I don't think it could be possibly true. Let's talk about it. Because I don't know, I because books take this bet. Yeah. But there were a couple books... That, MyBookie.com, and then there was another one that did yeah. have the book. But if you interfere with that bet, doesn't that somehow? It's all uh, online. That would, uh, yeah. So, so the bet. So for anyone listening, that doesn't know. So the, a guy did run onto the field. Uh, he was wearing like a pink leotard or some shit, and pulled his pants down. I think technically they're calling him a streaker. <clears throat> he was sponsoring a porn website. Is that what that was? Yeah. But apparently he wagered fifty thousand dollars. At plus seven fifty, on yes, there would be a streaker during the game. Which, if this scenario is true, then it's kind of genius by him. It is. So he sets a bad precedence for the future. Placed that huge bet, went out, did the streaking himself. Apparently, he had to pay a thousand dollar bond to get out of jail, and then still netted whatever it was like three hundred seventy four thousand on the bet. If that's true, the guy's a genius. But I think there's there's enough. I don't know, question about it as to whether it actually happened. There's a lot of questions about it, but there was a couple of books that I know of had yes. it on the... Somebody confirmed, yeah, there was like three online books that did take that back. So, oh, really? apparently, I don't know if you watched McAfee today. They talked about it after the show on just on the YouTube channel. Apparently, that bet is actually illegal. Books can, like a bookie can take it if they want it. But actual like sports books like FanDuel, DraftKings, Barstool, I assume like my bookie, it's actually illegal for them to take a bet on that. Is it mybookie.au like international? I don't know. Is it because they're betting on an illegal activity? So, yes, it's an illegal activity. So therefore they're not supposed to take that bet. And second, if they know this kid put the bet down and then is the one that actually did it, you think he's getting his money? Probably not. It'd be tough to prove. I mean, you have to prove it somehow. If you did, yeah, but you'd also have to show in writing somewhere where it says you can't be the person that does it. To right. me, the, placing that bet's a contract. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And if it, if it doesn't say isn't you can't Ill- be the one that does it, isn't or it- if somebody puts the bet in for him and he gives him a cut, right? And isn't it illegal to profit off crime? Don't they take any revenue you make from crime in America? Isn't that just like a subsection of all law that you cannot profit from crime, meaning that if he commits the crime, he know. can't collect the bet. Not, I don't know. So we're, that, we're diving away. Yeah, I guess well, yeah, we're down a rabbit hole. Yeah. But, that's but okay. and another theory is obviously everything's going on. Somebody took a picture with the kid at the bar on Monday. Yeah, right. So they're wondering if you know was he still like drunk? Did he get drunk that day? And then they were like, "Oh, you're the streaker," and he just like made the story up. That he put the bet down, right? Because right? no one said, like, for sure he made the bet. It was just this kid who posted the picture saying that the streaker put 50 grand on it. Yeah. Like, no one has any clue, right? The, the picture. He I still looks say, like, I don't know. The picture know. I saw, the kid with him is from Corning. Does Adam have it saved yeah. as his wallpaper? So, oh, really? So, yeah. I looked at that, and I was like, I wonder if that's, 
I, That's I, the picture I saw. I don't want to say his name, but somebody somebody shared a Facebook post by him with his name, and I believe that's... So I looked, because I saw someone else post it, and it said, look who I took a picture with, but it wasn't this kid's name. So that's why, I, I don't know. But I thought, as soon as I saw it, I thought it looked like somebody I know very, well, not very so well. So the guy in I the know, red shirt is somebody you know? I don't personally know him. He's I, a few I, few years older yeah. than me. and Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. Can but, you confirm if this guy now lives in Tampa? Uh, I have no idea. Don't, yeah, I don't know. No? Yeah, it was on. It's uh, Bob Mentory has it on his Instagram. If you want to look at it, but yeah, so it, it's interesting, interesting if if that truly, yeah, is what it is. I I agree though. It, it should be illegal or is illegal. But what do you do if it's international waters? Like, I got yeah. a friend who hit, right, so, hit a slot machine on international waters on a cruise on their way back in, but they were still in international waters. Zero taxes taken out of it. And the kid who paid this kid to do this or gave him the money for the bet, probably whatever it was, is a like a Russian YouTube star that's been known. His his girlfriend actually is the one that streaked at the um I'm gonna one, of the, one of the European soccer yes, the, like the final talking. like I, the premier I final. thought he, that he had a prank YouTube account or something where it, they did pranks. They I do. didn't realize it was a porn account. Well, he's got a porn like site that he's like starting. A man of many talents, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. So his girlfriend Don't actually... Don't say he's going to be in the yeah. movies. <laughs> so his girlfriend's <laughs> the one that streaked at the Premier League final. I remember that. Like two years ago. So in even when he's he put a picture on Twitter of the kid on the field running and it said, we did it. <laughs> so... What a milestone. <laughs> it's funny, too, because in today's day, someone's, everyone's got a phone, right? So within minutes of this happening, there's 20 different videos on Twitter of this kid running to the end zone and getting just annihilated. But if it, on TV, they don't put the camera on him because they don't want to give him attention. <laughs> right. It's still but, the ultimate marketing move. Yeah. But they just they don't want to put the camera on him. But it's like, okay, well, two minutes from now, I'm going to see the whole video yeah. from 20 different angles. And we did. <laughs> My favorite is watching them. So I've I've been at a Bills game, and two kids. It was a preseason game, but they literally jumped from the one end zone and made it. One of the kids made it all the way to the other end zone. Oh, really? Just booked it. It was it was pretty funny. And of course, everyone's cheering. Right? They're like, "Go, go!" Like, <laughs> just get to the end zone. I was at the uh, Bills game that a, uh, a dildo made it to the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> and the official just turned around and like kicked it. <laughs> Yeah, you know. so it, it's, I mean, it's interesting, but I don't know. It, yeah. But getting back to the game, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as far as the game goes, it wasn't an exciting game to watch. It was almost like the national championship football game wasn't what it was built up to be. I think, um, in my opinion, Mahomes is very hurt, his foot or whatever. Surgery He's, tomorrow. Yeah. So to me, he's far more injured than we know of, because he didn't look healthy. And the injury and reshuffling of their offensive line had a huge impact on that game. Because that offensive line was horrible. I don't have the number in front of me, but they said that talking about rushing. Mahomes, Mahomes had the most QB pressures against him in Super Bowl history. Twenty nine of fifty six. Yeah. So he and he ran for. Next gen stats that he wrote. four hundred ninety seven yards he ran for behind the line of scrimmage behind scrambling. the line yeah, of scrimmage yeah. through the whole night yeah just getting like scrambling yeah <clears throat> yeah I mean there there were it seemed like every other play as soon as the ball was in Mahomes hand there were two guys already past the offensive line and 
it was similar to the Trevor Lawrence situation in the, the right. game they lost. Like, it doesn't matter who you put at quarterback. You're not going to win. You can't win like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, I thought, and I kind of mentioned it when I made my pick of the Bucks last week, I think if you give Brady two shots at a team within 10 weeks, however long it was, and I think putting a game plan together is much easier because – KC kind of pulled out everything in that first quarter in the first matchup, right? Yeah. Hill put up 200 yards or whatever it was. So I, f- I feel like they showed a lot of what they could do, and it made it much easier for Tampa to try to figure out how to, to, how to game, plan. Coming yeah, next, yeah. game plan for it. Um, obviously, their defensive line, and obviously part of it is because of the offensive line shuffling, but their defensive line dominated, which we talked about when the Bills played them. The Bills got no pressure on KC. Correct. That's all you had to do to them was put pressure on um, and kind of make Mahomes force him to, to do something because you let him kind of sit back there and he'll, he'll pick you apart. So I've actually rewatched like two more. I went back and watched like two another two quarters of this, the first two quarters. Uh, I, I the, the offensive line is clearly an issue. I mean, they're all technically NFL caliber offensive linemen, but I think there's a there's a chemistry issue there and meshing with, you know, sh- shuffling down the line. Um, but I went back and watched the first two quarters, and they did what the Bills didn't do, which we, we talked about before the Bills game. They put somebody on Kelsey as soon as he left the line. They didn't play a zone. I mean, whatever defense they were in, they played two high safeties to take away the deep ball with Hill. Somebody stuck to Kelsey. Davis was with, within, like, a foot of Kelsey. Like, he, it's almost like he didn't care who was running by him, and he wasn't, like, passing off, like, he's yours now, there's no – he just went to Kelsey and was there. And I think it was a problem. That's interesting because I thought Kelsey was the only effective yeah, offensive right, weapon. Yeah, he still put up well, – showed up. 40 yeah. He still did, but he up. was – I mean, from the first – I went back and watched it. Like, Davis would almost, like, ignore people running by him just to kind of make sure he knew where Kelsey was. Yeah. Even if, like, you know what I mean, you feel like you're kind of helping – and I felt like the Bills didn't do that. Right. And then they, they were trying to pass off like they normally would when someone goes by them in the zone, and they just, I don't know if it was poor communication or just what, but uh, I thought that they did the very good job. I think today's, what, Tuesday? I think since the Super Bowl's been over, I'm not sure enough credit has been given to that Tampa Bay defense. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a very good job in that game, a very yeah. good job all around. Stopping the run, they stopped I me, and they put pressure on Mahomes' offensive line. You know, not being one hundred percent or not, they did that job. Uh, I read today this is the second Super Bowl in a row Brady's had a defense not give up a touchdown, and he's won. Oh yeah, about they only that. gave up three points to the Rams. So my next question for you guys in this is, like you said, you know, you have Brady a team within like a few weeks, and they make a plan. I thought about this after the game and even during the game. Do you think it was so much? Because we've talked about how it's that first game, if you play someone twice, it doesn't really matter. You're probably not going to get the same results. Guys are going to make adjustments. They're no, if the losing team makes an adjustment, the other team's going to say, well, they're going to make an adjustment to this. It's a chess match. Do you think Tampa went back and watched that first game as much as they went back and just watched the Bills game and what Kansas City was doing? And have now put a blueprint out there on how to stop Kansas City. Uh, yeah, I think that was watch the Bills game, watch, I don't, I don't even know, Browns game. Browns, because Browns obviously played them well yep. also. 
Um, yeah, you definitely got to look at. I mean, Todd Bowles is smart enough to to know what he needs to do, and obviously those. And I don't know if anybody was missing in that first matchup because obviously yeah, I don't know. Uh, Des White is unbelievable, just fast. He is, he is my second star of the week. Um, Twelve tackles, which is crazy. Yep. And I thought he probably should have been MVP. Um, I think it's going to be very hard for them not to give it to like a quarterback, receiver, running back ever. Yeah. Again, it's very rare. It is, but I thought he was probably the MVP of that game. I agree. I didn't think Brady deserved the MVP. I didn't think he played bad, but I thought someone like Gronk almost deserved it, even though Brady's throwing the ball. But Gronk comes out, you know, he's he's huge impact. Or even two, there was two two different guys in that defense that probably could have won that MVP. Oh yeah, Davis White. I, I thought the defense played outstanding. Yeah, you probably got just given it to the entire defense. Yeah, said here's you know here's yeah. the MVP. So I, I thought the defense played extremely well. I think maybe this is a blueprint for if they're gonna if Kansas City's gonna move forward with the same coaching staff, same play style, or was I? Defense. Yeah. No, defense played outstanding. It really did. I think we got to give the story, of course, was Brady, seven Super Bowls. Man, defense. I think they've laid a blueprint moving forward for Kansas City that if they don't make adjustments or kind of come out in the same scheme, the the two high safeties and a a linebacker that's – he's got one job is to take away that tight end. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the Andy Reid-Mahomes combo – you can probably put as much faith in them as anybody to evolve. Yeah. So, yeah, so obviously it'll be big, interesting to follow. The big talk now is, well, there's two, I guess. Will Brady win another one before he's done? He's got two more. Well, he's got two years on his contract. Who knows if he's going to play more than that. But so he wants to play until he's 45. Right, which is two more two seasons. More years, yeah. Yeah. Two seasons. He's only got one. He only signed a two-year Oh, year two-year Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was two or yeah. three. Um so, do you guys think he wins another one before he retires? I mean, seven is unbelievable as it is. So, uh, he he's my first star as well. Just the overall, I mean, to get seven Super Bowls is yeah. crazy. He's got more. He has more than any franchise. So, and probably heard, not next year, but the year after. Because isn't it 15, 17, 19, 21? He wins every other year, something to that extent. That's true, but I think That's next true. year's got to be his year to do it again. Yeah. And I think I read something... Some, I don't even know where I heard it. Brady has more Super Bowls than 18 franchises combined. Yep. I thought is, it was all 30. No, I thought I saw a different stat than that, but you're probably right, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, because Pittsburgh and San Fran have six. Dallas has four, so. If you go back to what we talked about back November when they were losing, they struggled in the month of November, we we discussed you can't, you can't force a quarterback into your system. You got to develop a system around your quarterback. <clears throat> And I haven't watched a ton of Bucks football this year. I felt like I saw a lot of the old Brady Sunday night. A lot of, like, short passes, quick screen passes to the outside that he used to throw. Just kind of moved the ball up the field. And maybe did they make a change back in, like, late November, early December to you know, put some different plays in, just throwing the deep ball isn't working? I, I think I said early in the season that I think of all the teams, all the teams that were legitimate contenders – Tampa was one that most missed having a preseason and a training camp. Yeah. You know, you're bringing in a new quarterback to a new team. You're bringing in Gronk, 
who's supposed to be a huge weapon, a new guy. You're bringing all these new pieces in. AB halfway they, through the year or whatever yeah, it was. I mean, out of all the teams early in the year, they probably most needed a preseason. And it, it took them, whatever, four or five weeks to kind of start to figure it out. And I don't think that's too much of a surprise. Um, to answer your question, I don't think he does. I just, I don't know. I just, my gut tells me no. I feel like that's a really tough division. It's, it's, oh, yeah, it's tough division. I would, NFC we don't, is tough. We don't know who's going to shuffle quarterback wise. You still got that that guy Aaron Rodgers over in Green Bay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they've they obviously a lot of, I think Mike Evans has already come out and said, hey, I want to, I'll take a pay cut to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there was somebody, McAfee was talking about today, someone on the Chiefs, oh, um, Jones. He said that last year after they won. He said, oh, I'll take a pay cut. And then when they offered him like a pay cut, he was going to hold out. He's like, I, I deserve more. Uh, so, I mean, more, guys say it right away, yeah. but it'll be interesting because I think Evans is a free agent. Could be, yeah. So, um, so he's obviously due some money and probably worth a lot more than whatever they could offer him. Yeah. Fournette's going to be gone, I assume. He's going to get offered a decent contract. So, yeah. won't, they won't have him. Obviously, Ronald Jones <laughs> played well until he got hurt Yeah, four or five weeks ago. But uh, The other conversation after the game was – even during the game, was the officials. Oh. Was, you know, a lot of ticky-tack. Now, I'm not a fan of either teams, right? I feel like I'm a neutral party here watching this game. But there was absolutely zero part of me watching those flags being thrown that I felt bad for Kansas City because I feel like people have some amnesia. Because two weeks ago, when they played the Bills, if you weren't paying attention to the game close enough, they made a point to point out that they took Matthew – a referee took Matthew to the sidelines, the defensive coordinator, and said, you need to knock, basically told me you need to knock it off. They're notorious for a lot of, like, grabbing off the line, you know, reaching out, shoulder pads, keeping their arms around the hips. and standing. It might be ticky-tacky, but it is the rules. Yeah. And then when you start throwing flags and they got pissed, I'm like, well, this is the shit you've been doing all year. So I got thinking about it. Do you remember uh, trying Tim Donahue? Remember the, was it Donahue, yeah. the NBA ref? Did you ever see the interview he did with Big Cat about the gambling? He basically no. said, and I'm just making, I don't know if it's true, it just makes me wonder with the NFL officials. He said we would have meetings prior to games. It's like we would have these meetings. We'd go in these meetings, and be, I don't know who they met with, all the officials and whoever, and they basically say, all right, well, listen, last game, for example, uh, Allen Iverson was pissed off because this they played this team, they were doing this all the time, right? So then after the Bills game, after we've had this, this conversation is now out there, how do you know they're not walking in an official meeting and saying, "Listen, guys"? Oh, they certainly not, right. Kansas, Kansas is very handsy. You got to keep an eye on it tonight. They just, you know, yeah. And so, I don't know a lot of Chiefs fans, but the ones I saw and obviously on Twitter and stuff, they're like complaining. They're like, "Oh, you didn't call that during the Bills game." It's like, correct. They weren't calling it, but the rule is the rule. Right. And these the the refs in the Super Bowl are supposed to be right. They're the ones that have been highest rated all year. Right. That's why they're refing that game so you can't just keep doing it even though i don't know who helped preland i'm gonna say held evans on one play got called and then they go to show because i cannot stand Romo, was this the inter- I believe, was this the interception that- it might have been the interception got called back okay. maybe um evans there was a hold on evans he like pulled him to the ground and then they go to show the other side and they're like oh look how good this coverage is and the guy went to grab the tampa receiver and missed him you could see him try to reach for him and, and pull. Yeah. But he just missed him. But it's like, so he was trying to grab as well. 
I mean, you can't you can't just keep doing it and getting away with it. <clears throat> Sooner or later, it's going to get called. It just so happened it was obviously the biggest game of the year. I'd like to go back and watch the Bills game and just from a different view, like camera view, the amount of times that Josh rolled out. I mean, how many times do we watch any NFL game this year? Quarterback rolls out, and it's like, oh, there's nothing there. And he scrambles and throws away, and you see him pointing. Flag goes out, and it's like his entire time into the route was off because the guy got held. Therefore, the entire play broke down and without us knowing it. Makes me want to go back and like rewatch that game. Like, how many times does that happen playing Kansas City where you know the timing of that entire play was off because dude's got a hold of shoulder pads coming off the line? Yeah. And then it just, like you said, it had to be called at some point and it just happened to be the Super Bowl. I had no problem with it all, including what was it? Who was the one down the side? Was it Godwin? They got tripped up and they said, oh, it wasn't catchable. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Maybe I don't remember. If you go back and watch that full play before he actually trips him up, he catches him like three steps before that. He like, kicks his leg or something, makes him stumble. Then he hits, hits him again. He falls over. And they're like, well, it wasn't catchable. Yeah, it was. If you, if you don't knock him on his ass halfway yeah. down the field. Same thing at the end of the, end of the first half. They called that flag, and they were like, well, that ball wasn't catchable. But And I forget what they called. But he clearly hit him 10 yards off the line and knocked him off his route. It's like that's illegal contact. You, yeah. you can't do that. Whether it's contact or interference, <laughs> it's it's not legal. Yeah. I just It makes me wonder if, like, how would you like to be a fly on that wall at an officiating meeting? Like, all right, guys, remember, they played out Buffalo two weeks ago. We had this issue where they were really grabbing. Teams complained about it. Buffalo complained about it. Tampa Bay has brought it to our attention that it's an issue. You know, is it a focal point now? Yeah, right. Those And those, I, I don't know if they do or not. It'd be interesting to know. But I'm guessing those refs kind of watch tape. Like, what, you know, what, what are we looking for? Right. Yeah, I would assume they do. Before we get too far, you asked, uh, I think you posed the question of if Evans was a free agent, correct? He signed a five-year contract in 2018, but there's news today that he took a pay cut to help cap relief. So Already with, or is going to? Uh, it says that I'm not sure. It says he's willing to do something. Yeah, he's work. willing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's still he's still hammered right now, so I don't, I don't think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> and I guess another question, I guess, for you guys. I'll say in the next four years, how many Super Bowls does Mahomes get back to? I don't know. I, I think it really depends on the extent of his injuries, for one thing. I'm, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, it's think. just turf toe, so he'll yeah, be back. Okay. But I guess my I guess my, my question would be, like, are you always going to be able to put an offensive line in front of him? Right. I mean, that's where they – that's their biggest weakness, so that's where they got to go. I don't know what free agents they have. We talked about, obviously, in, like, they might have a window of, like, another two seasons until they've got to start paying guys. Hill and – Kelsey again and those guys. Right. They're due contracts in two more seasons. Yeah. So well, Holmes' contract hasn't kicked in yet, has it? Next year. His big one, yeah. I mean it, it wouldn't shock me to see him in two of the next four Super Bowls. Right. I think after I think once we hit that like four year, I think that's where we're gonna start to see a lot of differences because of how big his contract is and who they're gonna be able to pay. Depending on what salary cap yeah, is and I everything, mean, but yeah. I think teams are going to start Unfor- building to beat them. I think we're already seeing it in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bills and the Chiefs in the championship game again next year. So right. Just right. A matter oh, yeah, of exactly. Who comes out on top of that game? Saw a lot of mumbling about how great he he still got out of the pocket through passes, which some of those were. I couldn't believe he even got him off. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Some. Saw a couple of people online saying that, and then people arguing, well, it wasn't a completion. Well, some of it was also his receivers not catching the ball at oh, times. They, they dropped the ball. He, 
there were some the the one where he rolled out to the right and was practically vert or horizontal when he threw the ball like the athleticism that it takes to do yeah. to make some of the throws he does are just incredible. There was the one where he rolled left and then kind of spun and just chucked it right. up and the guy j- just dropped it in the back. I mean, he was out of bounds, but just dropped it in the uh, back yeah. end of the yep. of the end zone. The the athletic ability to be able to pull those throws off is just super. That's why I enjoy watching him. There was a couple though, like the the hill throw. I think was in the first quarter that he rolled out. Didn't look like he had anything, and it got to Hill. That probably went to Brooks as a drop, but the ball was tipped just before it got right. to Hill. Hit him in the face mask, but the ball was tipped. And I think the same thing on the one you're talking about when he mm-hmm. was like basically like laid yeah. out throwing the ball. I think White White it went right through White's hands. Went right through his hand. I mean, hit that one might hit Hill too. I don't remember who was in the end zone at, at that point. At that speed, real time, like you can say what you want. I don't care how good you are, but when you see a ball coming in that that quick, and someone tips it or gets a hand just in that. That's just enough to throw off the human eye. That's the only thing. Yeah. I, yeah, like those are obviously unbelievable plays. The only thing I hate is when Allen does it, it's a terrible play. You don't do it. But when Mahomes does it, it's okay. It's a receiver's fault. Right. So it's, that's the only thing I don't, that, want, yeah. I don't like is they both make – I'm not discrediting what Mahomes did. But if any of those get picked, they're like, oh, but he made a good play to do it. But Allen does it, and it's just it's a, it's a rookie mistake. He, they, uh, he flashes back to his, you know, beginning days. Speaking of Mahomes, and the Chiefs have been extremely successful throughout this year. I want to know what you guys think about one, his fiance, his brother, and now his mother. Three of the worst people. I've you mean thought. catching the spotlight way too much, or just everything they've done? Probably. He better be sitting in the living room with them right now, or at some point since the Super Bowl, and sitting them all down, and be like. All three of you need to, A, shut up and knock it off. His mother tweeted Giselle. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's... <laughs> Did you see that? No, I, I, I pay zero attention to that shit. I, I really don't care I couldn't it. believe... I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, if I'm a Holmes, I'm like, okay, this doesn't... You guys got to knock it off. Like, that's not good for me down the road or, you know, brand-wise. Like, people aren't going to want to... They may want to deal with me, but they're like, yeah, we don't want to deal with everything that comes with him. Yeah, that's... Your, mo- your mother shouldn't tweet Brady's wife and be like, well, you lost because the refs cheated. Like, how trashy can that sound? Yeah. Unfortunately, yes, yeah, so I, I, again, I don't pay attention to that. I don't, I don't know. I didn't see most of that. I, that, unfortunately, it's the world we live in now with social media. You know yes. what I mean? I mean, it's the same as LeVar Ball and that whole thing. And we could probably sit here and come up with 20 examples of it. It's just the world that we're in I now. just, if I'm him, though, I'm like, hey, you, the three of you need to stop. Like, yeah. do your TikToks, do your bullshit, but when, like, yeah. just because things don't go our way because they have gone our way a lot, like, that doesn't give you the okay to, like, act like a child on social media. I didn't I didn't, I didn't read too much into the, the Britney stuff, his fiance. Wasn't she mad because ESPN posted a picture of him with his head down after the game after he lost? Just it's standing, like, well, there was two pictures of him just standing there. Yeah, it's like, he's he is probably... One of the faces of the NFL. Like, there's going to be a picture of him. She tweeted ESPN. Yeah, look, he, you, y'all are trash tra- cans with trash can emojis. <laughs> there's no caption on it. It's just there was two separate tweets with just a picture of Mahomes. That's it. And they're like, you're picking on him. Yeah, it's like, he's the face of the, Do you want not want? Don't, then don't go taking his $500 million yeah. he's going to yeah. get over the Stop next Stop riding his coattails to <laughs> like, build your own brand. I showed Ellie a video the other day. She posted this video on Instagram popped up in my feed she's like a fitness trainer 
She's got zero muscle definition, which pisses me off. But that, like you said, it's the world we live in today. Everyone's an Instagram model and a fitness trainer. And she's like, today's curls. And she's doing these curls. She starts doing these curls. I'm like, she's not even doing them right. She's going to tear her labrum right out of her fucking shoulder. Well, she can't do much. She's pregnant. She had, she had a band on a, like a squat rack standing off the side. Instead of like curling and contracting the muscle, she's curling it and like doing this. Pulling it right across her body. Yes. Does it sound like he follows her? No, this shit just pops up like <laughs> this pops up all or Allie shows it to me. I don't know, don't she follows her. Since we're in that alley, I had to take a screenshot today of a conversation between Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Did you see that post game? It's really riveting. Patrick Mahomes says, You're a legend, man. Congrats, man. Tom Brady says, You're a stud, bro. And ESPN had to make a post of that. So the top comment of the week goes to Dylan something. He says, wow, what an insightful conversation between Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Thank God we had ESPN on the case or he might have missed out on some of the most legendary words spoken from athlete to athlete. <laughs> when you're low on content, I guess that's what gets posted, but yeah. it seems to be the, the case for them lately. Yeah, we got to expect it, right? They, that was This was, like Russ said, this is kind of like the, supposed to be kind of like the handoff, right? Yeah, that's, you know, Brady to that's Mahomes, the storyline, like yeah. Handoff and, yeah. No, that is definitely the the storyline they went for. And Doesn't it feel a bit early to be building that narrative? No. no he's 43. No. no, I don't mean for that part. I mean, for <laughs> obviously the handoff has to happen on his end, but I mean for Patrick Mahomes to be the one to pick it who, up. Who are you going to give it to then? Yeah, no, definitely not too early. The guy's, the guys, won a Super Bowl. He's only lost what? Yeah, I mean, he's, it's a second straight Super Bowl. Two playoff games. He's already... I can't remember the you know when you add up whatever it is Super Bowl champ league MVP something or other he's like the youngest to ever do it or the only one to ever do it before twenty five or whatever I mean, he's lost less than five NFL <laughs> games total am I correct somewhere right around there and this was his first game he'd ever lost by double digits correct yeah. so and his like I, since high school like yeah. so I don't incredible I don't have a problem with that no that narrative at all there, I don't know I mean you could I mean he's probably the best quarterback. In the AFC for sure, and probably all of football. Mm-hmm. But I mean, based on playoff performances, you're not giving it to Deshaun Watson. You're not giving it to Allen. Right. I mean, Rodgers is 42 or however old he is. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't. There's there's no one else. Wilson's early 30s. Other issues with him now, but but so there, there's no one else kind of stepping into that role. So it it is what it is, and yeah. I think it's the right move. For the NFL. Yeah. Other news today uh, regarding Tom Brady. He wanted to go to the 49ers. They didn't want him. Didn't Apparently his team reached out to San Fran to go there, and they said no. Was there reasons why they didn't want him? Too much oh, they, money? or They didn't say why. They just, it can't be too much money because Garoppolo got good. like yeah. five or six million less. Yeah, he was, He's from San Fran area. so Yeah, that's why he wanted to go back there. But uh, Next question. You got to PA, right? Yes. Did you get to PA before the game? No. Damn it, Russ. <laughs> I purposely avoided it. You should have went with me then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so anyway, here's the prop bets that I, I uh, had. Coin toss, I lost. It was tails. I had the opening kickoff, a touchback. No. Harrison Buckner over one and a half field goals. Mahomes to throw an interception before Brady. Uh, Hill versus Godwin, first one of 10 yards. I had Hill, a sack before a touchdown, and over one and a half interceptions. She went to PA with me. Damn it, Russ. I didn't have a ton on it, but 
they kept the game entertaining like while you're watching it as opposed to by the way, I saw a video of somebody else who had the not a touchback. The guy was like four guys like standing at their TV like screaming. I'm, I'm assuming they had a little bit more money than I did. I had like five bucks on it. These guys were like screaming at their TV. Like balls in the air and he's like calling the guy names. Like every name in the book. And he runs it on. They go nuts. All right. So football season's over. Got anything else for football? I want to ask you guys about one of the announcers. I've already mentioned him. Romo didn't but, shake it enough? Romo. Oh, Jesus. No, not, no, not even that. Yeah, not, even, not even that. I don't even care about that. It doesn't matter hey. how you shake and dance. The last drop always goes on your pants. That's right. Everyone knows that. You're in a rush. He's got to get back to the game. Don't you shake the gas pump before you pull it out of the, pull it out of your car? Everyone does it. What? So originally when Romo started as a color guy, I don't know, three, four years ago, whenever it was, I kind of enjoyed listening to him and like his insight in the game. But now I, I I'm it's getting way over the top and too much for me, and I cannot stand listening to him. First of all, he's all over Mahomes. No matter what happens, Mahomes is like God, whether it's a terrible play or not. It's all it, Mahomes is Mahomes. Yeah, and there's no one even ever close to him. I I don't I just can't stand listening to him anymore. I I have trouble. I mean, I, I think I've gotten to the point where I just kind of tune it out. Yeah, really. Um, if you want to hear a good Romo story, go ahead. I was say when I'm watching games, I'm you know looking through my phone, or my iPad, kind of paying attention to the plays. Yeah. I, I I really zone out. Yeah, I never liked any commentator to begin with. He's better know. than Joe Buck. Let's be honest there. <clears throat> Even Joe Buck, I'm like I, I don't. Yeah, know. I, don't, I don't have a huge. I, I don't either. <laughs> I love Joe Buck for football, baseball. I'm not a fan of him. There's only really three <laughs> announcers that I can't stand. The, the two clowns <laughs> from college ba- from basketball. Two clowns. Yeah, Dickie V and and Walton. Walton. Those guys are mushroom. Those guys are freaking horrible. Can I guess the third? You won't guess the third. Damn it! But yes, you can. You can guess, but you won't guess the third. <laughs> Johnny Miller. <laughs> nah, well, he's kind of out of it now, isn't he? Yeah, yes. You ever yeah. hear about the score he shot at Oakmont? You, you. <laughs> I'm. I know. I know where you're going in Boston. Yeah, Jack Edwards, the Bruins play-by-play. He's probably the worst. Is he? Yeah, and. Pierre McGuire. You see, you can throw him in there. So we're up to four. <laughs> can we throw Johnny Mill in there and make it a good sure, five? Johnny Mill. <laughs> Round it out for the Hall of Fame of worst commentators. I mean, I mean, you might as well, you might as well get used to Romo though, because he is not going anywhere. Right. Oh yeah, for what sixteen million dollars a year, or whatever yeah. the hell he got. That might as well be a quarterback at that rate. Yeah, and he's not going anywhere. He wasn't even making that much as a quarterback. And I can't remember what the there was some weird caveat where he gets to like basically choose how long the contract is or something. Yeah, it's oh, really. It, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. it's like an indefinite as long as he wants to be there. Well, he's definitely something. not going to play pro golf because he's going to run out of money paying somebody to sign an incorrect scorecard so he can get stage two at Q school. Story for another day. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. Before we move on from football, did I send you guys the uh, the marketplace item that I should have bought but was gone before I got back to it? I don't know. I, so can I did you, not can realize. Hold, can you hold it up so we can see You it? sent us a lot of rant. Oh. oh, yeah. I did not realize that Tom Brady was into baseball at all. He was apparently drafted to the Montreal Expos at like 18 years old. Or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. this is a mint card, $8 for his baseball card. That's probably not worth anything. Maybe it's not, but it seems like for eight dollars you should buy that shit. He's the goat. Right. Football he is. If that if that was gonna be worth anything, it already would be. It's probably eight dollars probably. My top. thinking was the day after I saw this, someone posted a the Rocks football card from like the Canadian Football League and it sold for forty five thousand dollars. Just some random card. I'm like for eight dollars, 
maybe you hang on to it. Yeah, it's I, not I, all bent up. Yeah, I get, I get your logic. Football. I get your logic. I think it, with it being a different sport, it like throws it away. Off. That makes it even more of a novelty, doesn't it? Did you, I mean? I guess you guys did because you're old. But he never. Old, but, but I didn't right, realize he was even problem, into baseball. Right? But he never played for the Expos. Did the Rock play? In the I don't NFL? know. It looks like there's fans behind him with a baseball in his hand. Are you sure he didn't right. play? So it's it's probably preseason. Maybe yeah. preseason. That, I don't know. That looks Does like he a fake. Looks old. He looks old in this picture. That's why I was confused. What, when you sent it that, looks, I, I thought it was yeah. fake. The face looks very old. But I mean, he is the, the Benjamin Button you, of sports. You, let's be honest. I don't know. You've seen his. He looked fat when he got you, drafted, and he looks no. younger now. He was not fat when he got drafted. Like, he, thought, he, he was skinny fat. His face was fat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was skinny definitely. fat. He was like all baby fat. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I thought when you sent that, I was like, that looks like a fake card. So you're saying I, I'm better best, off with my $8 in my pocket. Best $8 you never spent. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> for now. Until I see it on eBay for a million dollars. By the way, I reached out to Bryce, talked to him about that putter. Yeah, I got. I, he Venmoed me back, so he's an honest guy, and I appreciate it. But for, I, for like twenty four hours, I was like, "Where the hell did that post go? Did Bryce, of all people, scam me of forty four dollars?" So he has the putter. He wanted or some. I can't. He got it from somewhere. He told that guy. He goes, "I was actually surprised. Like people have never heard of him. The guys and from like California. He specializes in left handed putters." Ah, interesting. Yeah, Bryce is going to be ordering another putter from this guy, just different neck. I didn't ask him about it, but I assume someone just offered him a straight up price for more than the raffle would have been, and he just sold it outright. I didn't. Oh, ask I him. don't know. He didn't. That, he that'd be my guess. Still had him. I talked to him the other day. He also has a Circle T Scotty that is not for sale. I was gonna say I don't think I want to drop a, a grand on a putter anyway. It'd probably be more than that. Yeah, probably more than that. He was telling me that the guy, the tour guy, didn't want to give it to him that day, and he's like, "Well, I wanted to roll it this week." They're like, oh, you were going to use it? He's like, oh, yeah, I was getting ready to go out and play, uh, play nine holes. I was going to use it. They're like, all right, well, you can take it. Well, then he said he had another buddy who would go, who played in a few more events. He's like, kid had balls. He would go around to, like, all the tour vans. He's like, he'd come home with, like, a oh, Scotty. They're not stingy at all. A Toulon. He, they were up at uh, Erie when he was there at the web event. They weren't going to give it to him. And he's on, he was on staff with Titleist. That's interesting because I know guys that I went to school with that would go to events and be, like, Let's say they're an intern at an event yeah. where like a PGA Tour event comes to there and they go goof around on the tour buses. They'd come home with Vokey wedges and shit. Yeah. Just cr- like crazy. They they would fit them and let them put shafts in right on the bus and let them goof around yeah. and then take stuff with them. So his buddy come home with like four or five putters at a time. He have like a Toulon, a Scotty, just snagging them up, bringing them home. And he's like, and then he just sell them. Retirement plan right there. <laughs> I guess. You better hope you make enough tour events. Put it in yeah. Dogecoin, I guess. <laughs> All right, well, football's over. I'm sad, so we'll move on from that. We'll have a lot of news, I think, in the next Dude, couple this, months. This quarterback shuffling is going to be a shit show because we've got Deshaun Watson, who wants to leave, and Houston saying, we're not sending him anywhere. We have Wentz, who they say in the next any day now. Yeah. Or at this point. That's what they said. Now he might not be for gone. a week or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's. Oh. To uh, Russell Wilson today. Yep, Russell Wilson today. There's a possibility he wants out of Seattle. Teams have reached Pace. out to New York for Darnold. Yeah, Darnold. I think Darnold's probably going to be the hottest commodity. And I think a lot of teams want him because I think they still – I think they feel like the Jets have wasted him. Yeah. Not wasted. Like, I guess I'll say wasted. They don't waste They don't waste guys like Detroit does. But I saw another thing today about before the Stafford trade, who reached out and uh, acquired. It was like the Redskins or the Washington football team. 
Um, I can't remember who else. One was the Jets. That's their name. You don't have to put it in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a real name. The Jets, and it said, it had like uh, what they offered. Like some people offered like their 19th pick or whatever, the first round pick. Then I got down to the Jets, and it was just like, Jets reached out. Conversation didn't go anywhere. They just checked in. Someone's like, Did you, so they just call the lines, be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> just checking in. <laughs> like, there was no conversation about Stafford. Just letting you know we're still down yeah, here we're in still Jersey. D- yeah. My question is, if a player like Watson wants out of an organization, and you don't grant that, don't you worry that that player will become locker room cancer to the organization? It just doesn't seem advantageous to hold someone there against their will because they obviously don't want to be some guys. I would say yes. I feel like Watson's a he's got like a different head on his shoulder. See, I don't know a lot about the guy. But I, I, just, I feel like he if he if he ends up being there, you know, if they can bring a couple guys in, obviously a big thing for Watson is going to be can they? I don't think they're going to resign Will Fuller. I think he'll be gone. But because there's another wide receiver, right? So I I think he will play out his contract. I, th- I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. I don't think it'll bother him. But, yeah, you're going to see some guys that wouldn't even – they'd be like, I'm not playing. So is there – maybe you two know this. Contract-wise, we, we don't know. Well, I, <laughs> is there something with teams – like say he decides I'm not coming back and it gets to like a certain week in the NFL, doesn't like an insurance policy kick in or something? Am I crazy for thinking I've heard that before? Uh no, you're not crazy for thinking that. I don't know the NFL's policies very well. The NHL, it's happened where guys don't report, and if they don't report by a certain date, then they just trade you to Columbus. You basically sus- <laughs> yeah. they, you basically suspend them, and then after a certain number of days, you can somehow cut ties with them so that you don't have to pay them. So, I guess what I'm getting at is if you don't show up, if you don't report and play, if you're told to, you've breached the you, you don't get paid. Yeah, you've reached yeah, the contract. Yeah, and I don't know how that NFL works because obviously his contract just kicked in this year, right? I think so. Or next year. I don't know when it actually kicks yeah. in. That's he, signed, a, he signed it before this past season. That's, that's the thing with that situation that is kind of the curveball. If, you, if you're so adamant that you want out now, you probably had some of those feelings a little bit when you signed that contract. So I don't know why. To me, he should have waited to sign a big deal. Yeah. I mean, for all – and he could be a free agent if he wanted to. Right. And and obviously we don't know behind the scenes. Like they said they promised him he would have say in the GM and all that and obviously that didn't happen is what they're saying. I don't know if they said, Hey, Bill O'Brien's not gonna be here and he was like, Okay, I'll sign because yeah, he's been part of the problem but now it's like worse. I you know, who knows what's going on behind well, the scenes and if I, anything will ever come out. If you have leverage in that situation and you you obviously have no idea how your next season is going to go. Even if you're a great player, you don't know what your stats will be. Wouldn't it be in your best interest to act on that leverage before you have a crap season or an injury and you lose I mean, the opportunity for that he money? He did act on it. He got a I know, big contract. But we're saying why would he do so if he didn't really want to be there. But it seems to me like get it while it's hot. This brings up a really – I'm just sitting here thinking about this. Like I'm going to take him for an example. You just said I don't think the contract kicks until next year. Yeah, I don't, whether, he's signed to be silver the year, so I don't know when. So it whether is. it does or not, let's say it does. Okay, he's fed up with Houston. Doesn't want to report. Houston's agreed to this contract with him going into you know 2021, 2022 season. Why should somebody else be on the hook for that contract he agreed to with Houston if it doesn't technically kick in yet? Yeah, it's 
Isn't that just think? I was thinking about them. Like that's kind of crazy. Like I don't, I don't know if because he signed an extension. Yeah, that's so why they always refer to him as extensions. You're because he was never a free agent. That's just crazy though, to think about. It might have kicked in this year. I don't know. I like don't if, know if a the, guy like it doesn't kick in, but like it's going to happen. Like Wentz's doesn't kick in until what next year? Goff, aren't those two like they they think they kick in next year? I don't. They're basically post dated checks. They're worthless. But. At this point, right? But yeah, they signed that agreement with a team that no longer they play for, but somebody else is on the hook for them. That's crazy. Yeah, it's still a still a legally binding document within the NFL. So, somehow, whatever you want to, however you want to say that. But. So yeah, so it kicks in not even not even this year. Fifteen million. So this will be the this probably is his team option off his rookie deal. This coming year. This coming year. So Fifth year, yeah, sixteen million this coming year, and then forty million for the next four years through twenty twenty five season. He'll be a UFA in twenty twenty six. So I mean, I guess you can go somewhere, and someone could say, "We want you. Do you want to come here and restructure?" We're going to see a lot of restructuring I mean, right now. Yeah, but all forty millions a, in coming years is probably a good deal for Watson. Yeah, I think the NFL and the Players Association kind of. Screwed the pooch on the whole. I understand they have a collective bargaining agreement and they have salary caps and all that garbage. But teams plan longer than one year when they're doing things. And for all these teams to just, they're way over. And there wasn't some concession there that would say, hey, let's not even move the salary cap. We'll figure it out or do something for these guys to like help these teams out in the NFL because they're going to make that money back. Whatever they're over in the salary cap or however that works financially like two years down the road it's it's not gonna this year's not gonna really impact their bottom line they're gonna make that money back i feel like once once people can go to games teams will probably sell tickets higher than they used to because people are gonna pay the pay the money they're gonna go they're gonna go to games i just feel like a lot of guys are gonna get screwed here because they, they're you know they've, they've planned for two to three years and then all of a sudden we have a pandemic and they're like well we gotta lower the salary cap now because we had a pandemic and didn't make any money and that's, I mean, I get it protects the owners, but it kind of screws everybody else long term. I just think they kind of screwed up there and there should have been some concession. Yeah, I think we've seen, we, we've talked about, I don't want to get too far because we'll talk about this probably in, in the coming months, but a lot of these veterans that are going to get caught because of their contract size, I, I assume most of them will probably only sign a one-year deal this year because if salary cap goes back up, they'll be able to sign the contract that, they were probably worth because they may have to take a pay cut to play this year. You know, if a guy's supposed to go, you might 15 million, but Hey, we're only going to sign you for 10 right this year. I'm only signing a one year deal because I know the cap's going to go up again next year. And I, I can get more money. I can get my work right. the following year. Well, you and I talked about this too on the other podcast was I've seen so many videos after the bills game. They're like, well, they should cut this guy. They should cut this guy. He's due this much money next year. I'm like, that's not how it's going to work. This is an abnormal year. You're going to have guys come out and say, all right, take a pay cut here. We'll pay you next year. Or, you know, you know, teams that have foundations and had good years like Buffalo, they're not going to start cutting people because, well, they make this much money. See you later. They're going to make, they're going to make evaluations on guys that are valuable to them. Like John Brown, for example, we've talked about. Could you cut John Brown to make a good argument there? Yeah. So you have Gabe Davis, who's probably could do what John Brown's doing, and you have – Two, three other receivers. I just don't think 32 NFL teams are going to be like, well, you make the most, we're over the salary cap. Keep it moving. Yeah, these in this next month. I think the yeah. NFL season kicks in 
March 18th or whatever it is. Yeah. Next month, you're going to see a lot of guys cut that you wouldn't have expected cut. I don't think so. guys are going to just get cut, though. I think guys are going to restructure. I don't think teams that got players that they value are just going to be like, well, you make too much money, so see ya. Like, you mm-hmm. can't – 32 NFL teams are going to do that. You're going to have really good players sitting on the sidelines, and 31 other teams going to be like, well, I can't afford this guy now because he wants this. They're going to restructure. Roethlisberger's one of them. Roethlisberger mm-hmm. might make $5 million next year. That's it. He's due. We'll, we'll discuss later because I disagree. I think you're going to just see you guys caught. You can't do that. You can. <laughs> then you're going to lose games. Well, then that's what they got to deal with. You got to right. stay under the cap. It's so you restructure. But I don't know if the, I. So you're saying if you're playing, well, you're going to take a half a pay cut. You're making ten million this year. You're only going to make five this year. You think guys are going to do that when they can go to teams that have the money to pay and can sign them for that much? Who's going to have the money though? There's a lot of some teams have eighty million dollars in cap space. That's the Colts successful. is one of them. The they're Colts gonna, are a very good team. They're going to burn their they cap need space. A, but they need a quarterback, and that is it. And they could sign. They have a lot of money open. Yeah, I think guys are just going to restructure and stay home. I don't think it's, it's not going to Well, then make, they're not going to get paid if they're going to stay fine, home. That's fine, dude. Someone's going to take a restructure. It's going to happen every year. Guys do it all the time. Guys that want to stay, like I'm using Ben. If he wants to stay in Pittsburgh, and he does, he's going to make a concession and be like, all right, I'll, just, I'll take less money and stay here. And say, all right, I'm going to restructure – I was on a one-year. I'm going to sign a two-year. Pay me this this year, and we'll figure it out next year. It's going to be a big shuffling of pieces. Guys are going to want to keep their core players. Just because they make too much, you can't cut a core player and be like, see ya, pack your bags. Yeah. Financially, that doesn't work down the road for the team, especially if you're losing. Right. I mean, if you're in Buffalo, you're going to sell at a stadium, but for some teams, they actually need to win to get people to actually show up because they don't have fan bases to support them. That's just my opinion. Let's move on to golf. Oh, boy. Waste management. Uh, good tournament. Congrats to Brooks Kepka. Five shots back on Sunday. He, he just, like, quietly went about his business. Yeah. Wasn't in any conversation until, like, the back nine, it seemed like. Dude, and he, and, he could have ran away with that because, right, he <clears throat> eagled the third hole. Then he birdied four, maybe, or he birdied two, and then eagled three. He was like three under through like three or four holes, and then he dropped to like one under by through nine, and then all of a sudden he just kind of he went five under in the last five holes. Correct? I don't remember what it was, but yeah, he, he quietly did it after he probably he probably could have won that by four or five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt like guys didn't play well either, which helped him. Uh yeah, so there were a lot of guys that struggled Sunday. It seemed like yeah, I was really disappointed in Jordan. I was so excited to watch that triumph finally. When someone's struggling like that and they say that they found something, you almost yeah. want to live vicariously through them. Like wow, how great it is to see that, and then to see when I checked, he was at plus two or plus three on Sunday on the day, obviously. Yeah. So he was only at yeah. like fifteen yeah. under or something. But I think oh, quietly yeah. losing like that is yeah. hurts more than watching someone that you let's say you didn't like Brooke. Or Brooks, it, it hurts more to watch someone quietly lose than to watch someone you don't like quietly win, I feel like. Yeah. But it wasn't Patrick Reed, I, so everyone can cheer. <laughs> I think uh, there's a lot of buzz about that speed round. So, he, I mean, he shot a bogey-free 61. You almost can't play better than he did, really. It was 10 under. Um, when he... Especially after the last couple of years, 
where he has not played he has not played well enough to win. Um that was probably the closest to like the Tiger buzz we've seen in, you know, the last decade really. And well Tiger did I've, win the Masters, but okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, there's a buzz when Tiger yeah, plays. That, yeah. I know what you but mean. But that's Tiger Woods. I'm talking about <laughs> from another player. Besides yeah. the Tiger butt, yeah. I um I still think for him it was lightning in a bottle. I just don't I don't think he's got the ability to do it for four days in a row anymore. I hope he finds it. I hope it's it was a step in the right direction. I really yeah. do. I mean, I'm with I, you. I'm like I have that reserve I'm kinda of reserved about it. Like, are we gonna see this more? Yeah. Or is it like yeah. is it lightning in the bottle? I, mean, I like him. I think he's good for golf. Um, funny, I was thinking like of Under Armour. It's good for Under Armour because that was when's the last time you saw that many Under Armour logos on a national broadcast? Because he's one of the only players that's really sponsored by them, at least to that extent. But I don't know. I just he's good for golf. He's one of the good good guys in the game. But I just I don't know. I, I'm not sure he can do it so anymore. Speaking of. Good guys, Dustin Johnson won too in Saudi Arabia. Correct. Almost no, killed a guy too. Oh, the <laughs> was it? Was he a volunteer or a spectator? I don't know, but he rocked line that drive guy. to the back of the head. Did you see the video that looked like Dustin said he shouldn't have been standing there or something like that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean, I want to know what the hell the guy was doing. Like, what was he looking? At? People are coming off tee. Like, are you? He, he's not wrong if he said that. If you're standing in the rough, why are you faced away from the tee box? Yeah. Well, That's just common sense. You and I went to the PJ Championship that one year, and we were mind blown by the number of people who stand in landing areas, have no idea, and just stand there and are not paying attention. Like, I think I'm going to stand here. I'm going to drink 20 beers, hang out with my buddies, and ham it up. Yeah. And I'm not going to worry about the one that might get hooked left 10 yards into my forehead. <laughs> it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Kapke almost killed that woman in the Ryder Cup the one year. Right. Yeah. She got all messed up. Then she sued the European Tour. And right. Like, that's uh, ridiculous. Flip, flip your ticket I was over. Say, woman. Right on the ticket, it says <laughs> yeah. you've waived your rights. Yeah, yeah. it's red. Bag of ticket. My mom got hit by a golf ball before. We were in Greensboro when we lived down in Virginia. And one hole, it drops down. In a, you have to walk down in a valley to get back up towards the green. And we were walking up towards the green, and a ball hit. I, it wasn't in the air, so it hit the ground. It was hard. It was like August and down south, so it was obviously rock hard. It hit, and it skipped hard right off her shoulder. But yeah, so she like hit, but we were like down in the gully. So signed like, glove or anything out of that experience? I don't. No, I don't think so. I'm gonna say I feel like some people invite it because they see videos of Phil Mickelson or something signing a glove. So they go, I'm gonna stand in a landing zone and try and get pegged. <laughs> I don't know where the logic is there because I've seen some nasty experiences of people getting hit with golf balls in the head. Do you remember when Phil hit that guy? I think it was at Pebble Beach. We gave him money, right? Him or money. Was it was watch. He or knocked like he knocked that. the guy's watch off his wrist, and Phil went over and handed him like five hundred dollars, hundred dollar bills out of his golf bag. I was like, "Sorry, man." <laughs> yeah, it's probably twenty five dollar watch from Target. <laughs> I just i I love the Phoenix Open. I think I for me, it feels. I know the season started, you know, a little while ago, but to me, this feels like the the start of the the golf season. I Brooks agree. referred to it as the People's Open after he won, and I feel like that's a really accurate statement. Yeah, you've got like the Masters, and it's the old the old heads tournament. But this is the young people with a stadium hole, and everybody's rowdy and loud. You've got players encouraging on the 16th green, yeah. like Ricky waving his arms in the air to get louder. Yeah, that's that's the direction golf should be going. Yeah, he should focus on his nice swing way. and not. Speaking of directions, <laughs> golf is going. I'm sure you guys saw the news that was announced today, correct? So before we get well, to yeah. that, yeah. oh, you got something else first? Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to bring up Brooks wins his tournament. He wins by. One or two. One. One. Okay. One. He eagles 17. 
I think one of the reasons I love this tournament, like you said, like good golf course, right? It's fun golf course, yeah. especially the back nine. I think what we saw was that short par four all week. There's risk reward there. Most guys, I think, went for it or bailed out right to avoid the water, depending on where the pin was. Yeah. I think it was proof in the pudding that what Brooks did, there's that opportunity. It's always there, whether it be on Thursday or Sunday, which makes it even better when you're in the middle of the tournament. There's nothing wrong with a short drivable par four on tour. No, no, not at all. And we got so many people who just they bitch if that hole's a short hole. It's not this hole isn't long enough. I yeah. don't even think he hit driver. Didn't he hit three wood to lay it there? I don't know. Mm, no, he hit driver. But or was it the other hole that he eagled? I, one of the eagles, I think he hit a three wood because I was watching the highlights and they said it was like the caption was when Brooks hits driver and they show like four swings. One of them is swinging a three-wood, and I'm like, who wrote this caption about him hitting a driver and then puts a video with a three-wood? I just think it put a little emphasis on growing the game, and it's more fun to watch sometimes when these guys, they drive a par four, and there's some risk-reward. Someone, People are going to want to see that. Like You you and I as fans are watching them. You're like, all right, he's coming to 17. Whether it's Brooks or anybody else, military, we're like, if a guy's making a run, is he going to knock it on here? He can make it too. He can yeah. knock it on and make it too. Yeah. That adds excitement. And you know, grows viewers. Yes. Not always watching these guys struggle because they get driver four iron into a par four on the seventeenth yeah. hole of a tournament. And be like, well, I hope to make par here and stay in it and go into eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, I I love that hole. I've got no problem with being a short drivable par four. I think there does have to be there does have to be a substantial risk to make it viable on the PGA tour, which yeah. the water there obviously is. Mm-hmm. So it brings in the whole risk reward thing, as you mentioned. It brings in their strategy. You know, is he going to hit a, is he going to go for it, or is he going to hit the four iron layup? And it, there's a, there's so much that can go on there that it is exciting. And I think at that course, man, I don't know how far you, back you want to go, but I would start at fifteen. Fifteen is that par five yeah. with the huge lake on the left, and then the water in front of the green. I, I think fifteen through eighteen, at least the drive on eighteen. To me, that's one of the best finishing sequences on, yeah. the, on the PGA Tour. Yeah, and we saw a lot of mistakes. I forget when Han started. Obviously, Han took the lead there, and I don't – he he messed up 15. <laughs> Han got the lead and then shit his pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was four, I think it was the hole before maybe on 14 where he was all over the place maybe as well. So it might have started on yeah. 14 for him, and then 15 yeah. he – yeah, because he went like – or no, 13, the other par five. He doubled that one and then bogeyed 15. He was like – two or three over on those two par fives and you yeah. can't do that there no. No. can't do that 15 is one of those holes too you it's reachable if you hit a good drive yes yeah, yeah. if you don't hit a good drive you're probably going to have to lay up yeah and even the layup there is not necessarily easy stricker the, pumped the in the water yeah the end of the fairway is the pond yeah so you've got to get that number measured down exactly yeah i think stricker thought he laid up pretty good on was a friday might have been he hit a thought he had a good layup yeah. Start walking, I think, pounded into the pond. <laughs> well, that's one of my favorite tournaments, but we might be there next year, boys. Just might be there. <laughs> Pack your bags. They're going to get drunk enough to get on an airplane. I, f- I hate airplanes. <laughs> Listen, we'll go to the waste management play golf. Will that get you on an airplane? <laughs> I mean, if it was anything like last night, we played 2K21. We played, we played that course, and any one of us would have won on Sunday. We were that if we had the lead. <laughs> I mean, Just Russ saying. made an unbelievable par on eighteen. <laughs> he was out of couldn't like even see ball, the ball. ball above his head. I don't that know was, where. Yeah, <laughs> that was a sawgrass the last round. Oh, oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> yes, I baseball. 
took a baseball swing at that one. He fucking took one out of the park from above his head. I got home and turned my Xbox on about three minutes after Russ texted and said, all right, I'm going to bed. We didn't get a text saying you were coming. Yeah, yeah if you would have texted yeah, us, I, I guess it's my bad. bad. Home point the like finger 11, at us. <laughs> it was 11 p.m. Don't you guys this work? This is us. Look, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, but uh, 11 p.m.'s early. <laughs> I don't. I just have to get up with the baby at like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Yeah, I need a new headset. That was super annoying. <laughs> Russ's, Russ's headset wasn't working, so he's texting in our group text with the four of us. Taylor's out delivering diner Going dashes. Side hustling. <laughs> where's our Popeyes doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And where's Russ's headset? Well, yeah. Venmo me. Russ, Russ ordered a headset and a, a Popeye sandwich. pizza, he said oh. last night. Uh, yeah, and then he wanted then a Popeye sandwich. You, then you sent the picture that you were somewhere down on wire, so that's why I changed the Popeyes. He wanted Popeyes and a headset, and I don't think it ever got delivered. Then some that's of my a, people were I, dancing, too. That that's was a, pretty sweet. That's a zero, that's a zero star. In my life. I'd give him zero stars. Yeah, can I review you somehow? He didn't deliver Radio, Zero stars. You know what's funny is I have an extra headset and a frozen pizza in my freezer. I should have just went home and gotten them. <laughs> it would have been better than Russell. He put his headset in. He's like. Buzz. So I, I, trust me, I heard it too. That, okay. That's why I was trying to figure it out. I, I, I found some old iPhones. Uh, old iPhones? iPhone uh, headset ah. with the, the old style plug. It has the mic. I figured that would work. I plugged it in and I could hear everything, but the mic doesn't read. I don't remember the last time I got on my Xbox and did not have an issue with the mic. It's 2021, and you think that'd be like a pretty straightforward thing. It's because he doesn't have a Xbox headset right now. It's yeah. sucked up in the vacuum. I was vacuuming. <laughs> I told him that's why you don't <laughs> vacuum. I was vacuuming the other day and, yeah, sucked the cord up right into it and it ripped You just it right give off. up the security deposit and you just don't vacuum. Then <laughs> <laughs> you're free to pour some out for the homies and everything. <laughs> Jesus. Take that at home with you and see if it works. Those <laughs> headphones. I've used them before in the controller and they work. They're over there. I As have it. I. Okay. Anywho. Yeah. So anyway, uh, as you were saying. As I was saying, the uh, PGA of America announced today that for their events, so not the PGA Tour, but only PGA sanctioned events. So the was it only men's or was it for both men's, men and women? Men's, women's, and seniors. Okay. PGA so for any U.S. Open, USAM, any of that, they're allowed to use range finders now. Obviously, with no slope, but no, just the PGA, not not that those are USGA events. Oh, okay, yeah. so it's just the PGA just Championship, the PGA and the ladies PGA, and the senior PGA. Correct. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Regardless, what are your thoughts on it? I I think the intent is something to do with speeding up play, but the caddy's already got yardage books and he's ready to go, isn't he? Right, but they're they're not going to have to. They they won't spend as much, and obviously. It's going to start at Kauai, where most people have been already. Most guys, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think they're going to have to get as many yardages, but they use the range fire. Most, I don't know if all do, most use them during practice rounds anyways to get yardages. Yeah, that's for how stuff they build edges. their yardage book to begin with. Right, so I don't think, if it's going to speed it up, it might be like 5, 10 minutes. It's, it's going to speed up those times when you're 50 yards left of the green and your caddy's got to walk it out. You know, it's going to save you two, three minutes yeah. at that point. It, it sounds like to me, instead of having asking your caddy, what's the front, what's the center, what are my carries on the bunkers, he's going to stand there. I don't want to name any names, but we know who the slow players are, are going to end up shooting every tree, 
every edge of every there's, bunker. There's no fucking trees out there, so you <laughs> won't be able to do that. There's no trees. Kawhi doesn't have a ton of trees. Uh, well, he's, they're speaking, setting us for Speaking in generality. Just in generality. <laughs> yeah. This for the is future going to be a future of golf. I, I don't know that it will do that much to speed up play, especially when you watch these guys. Their pre-shot routines, some of them are lengthy, but then some of these guys fall asleep over the golf ball. They're already taking 20 seconds once they've got their number, or 30 seconds. So how's the rangefinder going to do a lot? I, I'm guessing, I'm going to just throw a number out, well, 150 guys, or who are, how many are playing in the PGA Championship? I'm guessing you're only going to see, I'll say 80 guys using it. I think a lot of guys will, because you don't have to use it, so I think you'll see most guys just stick to their, their normal routine. I think, I'm assuming this is okay, I, I think the players are not going to touch them. The caddy will be carrying it. So me as a player, I'm going to ask my caddy, what's the number, like I always do, and he's just going to be getting that number in a different fashion now. Instead of pacing off that sprinkler head, he's just going to stand next to me and laser yeah. it. I think the – I'll preface this by saying I'm, I'm okay with this. To me, this is the future of – this is sports evolving. Let's just accept it. The scenario where it will speed things up is when a guy blocks one off the planet and he's a fairway over, and he's in a spot where the caddy didn't walk off yardages during the practice. Shouldn't round. that be part of his penalty? That he has no idea on the yardage and he has to play some ridiculous shot? Yeah, now he knows that he's 240 yards, even though he's he's parallel to the 150-yard marker, right? But he's 70 yards over. But the caddy's going to spend that 10 minutes yeah. to walk find it out. They're going to walk and it off. there's going to be a margin of error then, right? Doesn't it take any margin of error out at that point? I don't. I no. You still you still got to execute the shot. Exactly. That 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 was my thought. I was playing devil's advocate, but when I was perusing the comments on all these different links that are sharing it, mm-hmm. I, I see a lot of these people that are clearly not that adept with the game saying, "Well, if you just gave me all the yardage as a course, I'd shoot a good score." And it's like yeah. uh, clearly that's not the truth yeah, whatsoever. I think I get what you're saying there, but I think if I'm if I'm standing a fairway over and let's say I'm in contention and my caddy knows he's going to be coming home with a big paycheck, if we don't have that range finder, I'm still relying on him to get me a number within a few yards. And instead of him having to spend 10 minutes pacing it off, he's not going to be able to get it with a range finder. That's where the game gets sped up. I think no matter what, either method, you're going to come up with the number in that scenario. So why not? allow them to do it in a faster faster fashion. And I think Kiwa is going to be interesting, right? It's at sea level. Ball does not fly as far. It's flat because there is no, you can't use any slope in the range finders. So they're still going to have to figure out elevations, but with Kiwa, you're not going to have as much of that. But you're still going to have to, they're still going to have to, that says 153. At sea level, it's probably, you know, 162, What you know, whatever it is. They're still going to have to do their calculations. It's just going to help it, yeah, like Russ said, quicker for those when you're off the planet. I don't know why I don't like it. I can't put my finger on it, but it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth for some reason. Then you shouldn't use one when we play. I'm not a professional. <laughs> There's two two things that I, I don't know, maybe all four of us. I know you and I have talked about them when we're out playing. Two things of the future of golf that I think we just got to accept or and I'd like to see. And one of them is this, is the range finder. So I'm I'm okay with it. The other one, shorts? 
Uh, no, I'll say that's a third one. The other that's one just a given for us. <laughs> I'm talking about on tour. Yeah, the tour. I, I don't. I've that's never made sense to me. Why, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Why, to me why do I care if they're in shorts? They're literally wearing the same. The the pants they're wearing are the same same yes. as what they wear in pants. Just same color, everything. They're just yeah. shorts. These guys get decked out in new equipment. New, it's not like they're new wearing shorts. New shoes, new socks, all the time. It's not like someone. It's not like uh, you know. Justin Thomas is going to show up to the course and realize, oh, I forgot my socks. I got to pour, pull these dirty ones out of me. Like he's Maybe still going Tiger to look Woods professional. Maybe Tiger Woods is involved, so we don't have to see his little chicken legs. Did you see that picture that they posted of him at the Super Bowl? Looks like the dude's never walked in his life. How much? How much BDE do you got to have? These people show the Super Bowl <laughs> like it's the Kentucky Derby, and Tiger shows up in sneakers, gym shorts, and a windbreaker. <laughs> Jog there from yeah, home. Yeah. Yeah. I was on my way by. If you're gonna swing in. And then the the other thing to me is getting relief from a divot when you're in your fairway. Oh, yeah. No, okay, yeah. Those are the two things I've always thought of kind of in the future the game's going to evolve and should be to me the rangefinders are here. If you're in your own fairway and you're in a divot, the ball's got to legitimately be in the divot, not, you know, on the edge. You should get free relief. From my that. dad almost mentions I don't know who someone on Sunday hit one that almost went in a divot late in the game or late in the round. And my dad's like, "Oh, divot." Mm-hmm. I, I mean, how many times on Sunday afternoon when they show like from the blimp or a drone the ball landing, and it's it's a minefield out there. Oh, the divots. Yeah. Well, they all by, land it within a ten. Right. 10 by the time you get to Sunday other. afternoon, exactly. There's been a couple, a few hundred strokes taken from there. Why should the guys in contention get penalized for that? Yeah, even a sand-filled divot, because you know every night those maintenance crews are going out with scoopers yeah. and filling them in. That sand-filled yeah. divot is not anywhere remotely close yeah. to a fairway lie. But to answer really quickly. Adam, you said, why don't I stop using a rangefinder? Actually, you've played with me. I just ask you for a yardage about 90% of the time. Who's the caddy now? <laughs> so you're using one. <laughs> I don't think this is going to speed up play that much. I, I, I don't have a problem with them using it. I really don't. I think where it's going to change pace of play, you're probably close, like maybe five, ten minutes. It's not going to be. Yeah, that's my it's guess. not going to be. They already use them on like the AJGA and, and, and amateur events, and pace of play is brutal. Are they claiming that's the benefit, the reason behind it? it well, it's for flow of play, they're saying. Okay. I didn't see an official statement as to why, honestly. I don't either. That's, that was the only yeah, thing I could that's all. That's all I read was flow of play. But here's my thing. They should have been using the range finders the entire time. Monday through Wednesday, they're using, like you said, to build their yardage books. Yardage is a common is common knowledge in the rules of golf. Exactly. You can ask anyone anytime. It's not something that you can't ask your competitor. You can look over. If you don't have a... Yardage book, and you don't have a range finder. You could look over at Ross in the middle of the term and be like, What do you have for yardage? He can tell you it's common knowledge. To specify, the rule says that you cannot solicit advice from competitors. So you can't say, What club did you hit there? Anything like that. But you can right. say, Hey, where's the 150 sprinkler marker? What right. what yardage did you have? You can ask something even that direct, right. but you can't obviously ask for advice. And it's not advice if it's common knowledge, right. like you said. So I think where it's going to change things is way offline. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big example I'm going to use is the Jordan Spieth two years ago. I was just I was thinking of that one myself. Uh, I the, mean, at the open, which yeah. yeah, which blows my mind because I saw a caddy today tweet that he was pissed off about it, and he was like, "Well, it kind of takes away that variable. I'm like yardage is yardage. You're going to figure it out. Yeah. So you're saying that he figured out and hit to like five feet. So. Right. <laughs> right. You're you're bitching that. And he brought up that scenario. He was like, well, I don't, that's, you know, think about all that moment and in that moment, how much dramatic it was that they had to figure out that yardage. I'm like, no, in the moment, everyone was pissed off. Like, why is he taking so long? Right. Mm-hmm. That, 
to me, that's a prime example of the scenario I was explaining. Yeah, it took forever, and that's why people were frustrated, like you just said. But in the end, they still came up with a number. So yeah. why, in that scenario, why not allow right, it's to It's a courtesy yeah, to the guy who's playing. He's playing with Kucher and those guys, yeah. and even Spieth felt bad, and he went over like, yeah. hey, I'm sorry. Any other, if he's got a rangefinder, he runs to the top of the hill, bangs a couple yards from the top of the hill, turns around, bangs the bag or Spieth, like yeah. we all do when we're playing golf. It's not. I don't think it's going to change pace of play that much. Uh, where it's going to change it is on the tee box, maybe. If you can, you know, see all your force carries and stuff for the tee box you can, of the day. Yeah, you can hit your uh, range finder on a bunker, whatever it is out there. You can get a laser on. You do that because you'll watch if you're watching not just par threes. Uh, from my experience, it is either a a sprinkler head somewhere on that on that tee box, right? Yep. Or the big one you see is back of the back of the tee box mow line. So they will check Monday through Wednesday. They'll check because that's a they just that's like a fixed point. It's easy to always go from there. You you know what it is from this point to the front of the green every day starting out. They right. try to save that time. So it's mow line, and then you pace it off forward mm-hmm. instead of going yes. either direction. So they'll check that Monday through Wednesday. Yeah. It's like courses we play. I always assume the number is to the sign that's posted on the tee box. Right. So if the white tees are ten yards behind the sign. Here's a hot yeah, tip. Tend to that number. Just assume whatever's on the sign is wrong, <laughs> if you're wondering. So where it's going to change is that guy. That's why I have a range finder. Yeah. Exactly. The guy might walk up on the tee instead of walking <laughs> off five to 12 steps. He's going to walk up to the tee marker. He might pull out the range finder, hit a couple spots, be like, all right, it's this to carry the bunker. It's this to the 150. He's going to do that math quicker. But they're still, I don't like to use it on every shot. They're still going to go through their yardage books. I'm guessing we're not going to see a lot on par fours and par fives on tee box. Because Bryce, you said they've they've kind of measured those out from the on the tee boxes already throughout the week, so I don't think you're going to see as much of that unless there's a big change in wind, wind direction is different, or if if that tee box is twenty yards long and instead of walking up, you know right. we know we know this tee today is here. For example, it's, number four at our home course, correct? That, that tee box is thirty yards long, and in the summertime. I can't reach it, but we have people like youngins like Danny that could get it to that pond probably on a hard day. So maybe he'd want to know because that that box is 30 yards long, so it depends on where that marker is. I see where you're going. But if the intent was to speed up play, my suggestion is have the shot link guys just yell out the yardage. I've thought about that too. Like, it's not like they don't have it. You can I know your yardage before you get to your ball if I'm watching on PGATour.com. If it's Common knowledge, like you say, they should just go, hey, Brooks, you got 172. Yeah, uh, Guys want to know, usually, most players, they want to know three numbers. It's usually uh, depending on where the flag is. Mm-hmm. They want to know front, usually front flag, and depending on where the flag is, maybe middle or maybe back. Or if there's a false front or a tier, they want right. those and numbers. Right, and they're going to have those. That's all in the yardage book. They're going to have the pin sheets. They're going to know how far on it is. Mm-hmm. And I'll be, I'll be really truthful. I've used the yardage book. I used to have one for Corning. And before I even owned a range finder, I did all of my yardages from that yardage book. And I felt like I actually, it might sound crazy, but it does have, it does have a difference. It puts you into a different zone when you're thinking through your you shots. You figure out like yeah. it makes, it puts a different club in your hand. Sometimes you're like, well, okay, well that makes sense. There's, there's actually that much room behind the flag yeah. or I can actually hit this to carry the tier. And golf is a game of deception. And when you see that from a top view on a yardage book, it takes yep. away, we play a lot of golf at a Donald Ross course. And obviously they're shorter courses. They're really old. So everything is supposed to be a, a sort of an optical illusion where the green looks like you can hit it in one spot. And if you do, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. 
seeing that course from the top view down takes away all those illusions. If you see the tree that you're standing next to, you know exactly where to hit on the green, regardless of what your actual perception of that green is. So I see where you're coming from. It does shape your view of the shot a lot better. Yes. And you can't get that with a rangefinder. And these guys are that good. They're going to use garbage book still. I, I'm, I have no problem using I don't think it's going to make a major change. I really right. don't. Yeah. I just, I just, I literally have no problem with them using it. It's not going to cut 40 minutes off a round. We're not going to have three hour, you know, 18 hole rounds on tour because we got range <coughs> finders. Guys aren't going to go out and be like, just bang the flag every time they get to their ball. I was going to say one last thing. Good players don't go flag hunting. I promise you that. Yeah. They might aim at five, five pins around, let's say. The other times they're hitting it to spots on a green that it's going to filter to the flag or leave them in a good spot to putt. Only an idiot or someone that can't break 100 goes and aims at every single flag stick. That's why they're called sucker pins. When they tuck them behind a bunker, you got no business hitting it at the pin. Yeah. I don't think it's going to change anything. They'll use it once in a while. I think the big thing is offline. They might pull it out and be like, oh, you got this from here. But And I think I think the PGA is going to be – it's going to be hard to even tell if it helps or not because major championship rounds are always longer as it is. Yeah. They're still going to go to the yardage book. They're still going to get force carries. And it's probably, honestly, it might be quicker for them because the player's not going to go and be like, hey, what do we have to flag? It's probably quicker for a caddy to walk up on a tee box and walk right to the back of the tee if it's right there, pace it off to the tee box. He knows what that number is from, you know, say it's 150 yards on a part three. He, he walks off 10 yards. He's like, well, it's 140 from the tee box from here. And usually that number, I believe it used to be the number from the, on the book, the old books, it was to the front. It wasn't to the middle. So from there, you just pull out a pin sheet. So you say, oh, I have this to the front. You add whatever the flag yep. is, and then you take total depth. So now you've got front flag and back. So they're still going to use pin sheets in the artist books. It makes more sense for them. A lot of the times on golf courses, too, you see backups in specific spots, and it's not necessarily relative to a player. Par threes are always going to be a backup. You know, so is adding a range finder going to help when sometimes the backups are just the natural way the course plays? And there's nothing you can do about that. You're not going to give them golf carts to help them maneuver the course faster. And obviously, if you're on the tee box, the group of headies on the green in a par three, you can't hit the ball until they're gone. Yeah. And you're not using a range finder putting. You're not going to speed that part of the game up. You're still going to have that, that, I don't even know what you'd want to call it, a bottleneck effect on certain parts of the golf course, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just the nature of the game. There might be some, like, some guys might use it. For example, what if they get to 12 at Augusta on Sunday? Usually there's a prevailing wind there. We watch guys come up short, dump in the bunker, dump in the pond. They've played that, they played that enough that they probably know, they probably don't need a force carry. They might say to their caddy, like, what is the flag today? What's what's the yardage? And then go off the fact of this, their, their knowledge of playing that golf hole. Well, I've had this number, and that's, I can tell you this right now. That's in a yardage book. Caddies keep that. I wish I still had my yardage book. Someone stole it. Uh, you must have wrote some valuable shit in there. Dude, I had old pin sheets from the best balls, from the LPGA in there. But they, it's in their yardage book on the back of the page, wherever the hold they're on. It'll say, all right, well, on this date, the wind was doing this. This was the yardage. This is what you hit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's all right there for the most part. So yeah, they might walk up on like twelve and it got to be like, what did you what do you have just to the flag? Because they know what the play is there, right? The smart play is over the bunker middle of the green, regardless of what the flag is. This is off topic, but well, not really off topic. Don't they have to pay for those books? Yes. Each week, right? They have to pay for them, right? Yeah, I mean they're usually like I mean, it's ten not, or twenty bucks or something. Yeah, like oh, twenty bucks. Oh, I thought they were like two hundred. 
Not no, they the put them in a fancy leather case every week to protect them, but it's just a... No, I, yeah, I know that. I thought they were like 200. I thought... They come in, they're literally like paper. He used to be... Uh, guy doesn't do it anymore. You can look up online. Guy used to be called uh, Gorgeous George, I believe was his name. He used to do them for the tour. So I thought uh, Faraday had Bradley on right <laughs> after the Ryder, whatever Ryder Cup they... I don't know, one they lost because he hadn't unpacked his bag yet. But he pulled out his box, and I thought he said something. They were like $200 each week. Not that like $200 is anything for those guys, but... Yeah, I thought he said that, but they're just. But they do pay for them every week. They're paperback. So. They're just a bunch of paper folded and stapled. Twin tiers. I got paired up the last day with this guy, and he he pulls out a yardage book that I was like, I even asked him. I said, "What is that?" And he goes, "Well, for a hobby, I'm into surveying." I said, "Okay, elaborate." He's like, "I open Google Maps before I play any golf course and build my own yardage book." He's got a stack of printer paper with actual satellite view of each hole <laughs> marked Jesus. off with the yardages. Guess what? Pulls out a free ring binder. Still shot like eighty five, so yeah, yeah. I've, I've bought one for every course I've ever played in Myrtle Beach. The pro shops down there all print out. Oh, they'll have those. Yeah, they've got pretty nice ones. Some of them are bound, and usually I, like, I have like five from the Legends. Still, yeah, they're usually like three <laughs> to five dollars. The Legends puts them in the cart for free, actually. So every year, the gorgeous George Yards books used to have this acronym in it: J I C Y F U. Just in case you fuck Fucking, up. Oh, okay, yep. And it was like a random yardage on every hole. You'd see it. And it was usually a sprinkler head over there. Sprinkler head's usually marked with a circle and an X. Uh, everything else was an open circle for like 200, 250, that kind of shit. Would you ever see a sprinkler head that says like, don't worry, you can't make it? <laughs> On like a par five at 320 Dreamer. yards. What's that? Dreamer, corny. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do you know how far apart sprinkler heads usually are? You should know this. They're I PGM feel like students. I, well, I also worked in the irrigation industry for a bit i would have had to assume 70 no. yards 50 no. yards somewhere in there 18 yards that's it yeah i guess it makes sense when you watch them pop up in the fairway yeah, yeah it's 18 yards i learned that thanks jay tersick caddy for me at nationals I'm, I'm disappointed in you i'm used to letting you down <laughs> <laughs> he said i didn't yeah it's 18 yards now you know that it'll I, yeah. help you out i mean as if my ball lands on Sprinkler heads that often. <laughs> There's not many in the rough, so. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably more than you think, especially with some of these golf courses going to, like, narrower fairways, and yep. sprinkler head used to be in the fairway. Yeah. <laughs> now there's a lot. Well, you see that a lot on tour, actually. They're like, well, there is a sprinkler head over there because that used to be the fairway. <laughs> when, I, when I worked in Cape Cod, they actually had done that to one of the – there was 27 holes, and one of the nines, the oldest one, that had been shaped differently to – accommodate the new holes and during the time i was there they retrenched and re-ran irrigation obviously i was working wasn't paying attention that much until i'd go out at night and you hit it down the center of the fairway and it's in a three-foot trench and you're like well i guess i'll take my free drop from ground under repair but oh. that's my extension it's in a divot you got play it's in a di- <laughs> yeah it's a big divot is that caddyshack what are you doing or no space jam yeah, what are you space- doing fixing a divot <laughs> oh he's fixing a divot <laughs> yeah all right, you guys ready to move on to stars? Anything else? No, Nothing? No, we can move on. All right, uh, I'll start. My third star of the week is I try to go away from some of the obvious. Good Super Bowl. I'm going with Jordan Spieth. I enjoyed watching Jordan play this on Saturday and even all weekend. Just found myself rooting for him. Uh, it's, it's Golf's fun when Jordan's playing well. He's, he's good for the game of golf. So Jordan Spieth. Yeah, Jordan, I'll throw that out there. He was my first star. Like we said, that third round, bogey-free 61, so that was impressive. Um, 
My third star, David Posternock, return to the Bruins after offseason hip surgery. Immediately made an impact. First three games, five goals, two assists for seven points. So, David Posternock. I already gave two and one stars. Um, my third star, I have two. I'm going to split it with Carolina basketball team for their win over Duke just because it was over Duke. I got to cheer for it. Um, and the other one is Antoine Winfield Jr., given the peace sign to Tyreek Hill after the interception. I meant to bring it up earlier. I was 1,000% okay with that. Right. We, talk, we talked about the Tyreek Hill one when it happened. Yeah, this was a, a response to the to, previous to the, matchup to the when he had one. done Save the, the same thing. Yep. <laughs> That's right. I mean, yeah. He's, I mean, Tyreek Hill gave him the peace sign and the backflip, and I had no issue with it. And obviously, the game was over at that point. It the timing matter, was perfect. But, oh, yeah. It, was, it couldn't have been... Any better. Yeah, he, he had that one coming. I loved it. I'm totally okay with that one. Uh, my second star is Gronk. Guy was retired at one point, came back, ran all of his sprints in one day, changed his shirt, <laughs> got back into game shape, scored two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. How great is it? Him and Kelsey are the same age. Are they really? Yeah. Think about that one for a little bit. I know which one I like more, but I won't say. Why not? Yeah, it just feels. I just hate saying positive things about Kansas City. I just really dislike the team as a whole. But I like Kelsey more than Gronkowski. Uh, I would rather take Gronk. Personality wise, I actually thought Gronk was gonna at some point in his career. I'm like, is he gonna come to Buffalo and finish his career? Because a lot of guys do that, right? And he's from the Buffalo area. He went to Williamsville North. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if he'd ever come back to Buffalo and just finish his career if he wanted to. Uh, so second stars, I had Brady and Gronk, that connection, uh, 14th postseason touchdown. So they connected for two touchdowns in the Super Bowl, totaling 14 in the postseason history and five in Super Bowl history, which are both all time records. Gronk pass, uh, Jerry Rice in Montana. Gronk's got five now, right? Super Bowl titles. I think so. Uh, that would make sense. 15, 17, 19, 20, 15. I don't remember when he joined the Patriots. I think four, I, early. I th- maybe four. I want to say four for some reason. May. That might be it. Stat boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was getting ready he's, to look he's deliver fall, my stars. He's falling asleep okay. over I'll there. Look, I'll look it up. Was that you, right? You just went, or did you go? My, I already gave my oh, second gotcha. first turn. So, oh, okay. Earlier. Uh, my second's a combo because I don't really know how to create a hierarchy, but it goes to both Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson because I've always been clearly a Dustin Johnson fan, but when Brooks came out after winning and said he really wasn't sure what his game would be like or if he would really have that great of a game, he said he'd been struggling, but didn't really go into depth in what way he, he was struggling. Four straight cuts, didn't he? What? Yeah, but he also but said he, didn't he, say he, he said was he was a mental struggle, did he? he? He said he was in a dark place yeah. at times. So it's so. great to see people overcome that. Star of the week, 100%. He's uh, coming off knee surgery, right? Yeah. And that... He wasn't sure if he was physically ever going to be able to swing the golf club. But he didn't like allude he, to if it was the physical or mental side that he was really uh, struggling understood, to overcome. Understood. Yeah. understood. Uh, Gronk has four, four. Super Bowl titles. Uh, so my first star of the week is Dustin Johnson. He won in uh, the Saudi At Invitation. say it properly. Go ahead. I'll let you do it. Dustin Johnson. By the way, it would have been the first week you could pick him in the golf pool, but he withdrew this morning. <laughs> well, you saw how the first week Last of the night. golf pool went for me to begin with. How, how how does Ricky Fowler miss the cut at? Because at have you watched him play lately? I get it, but that seems to be the one that's tournament. The one I feel tournament. like I know you know what, he's well. going to yeah. get a top ten there. Yeah, 
Yeah. We got all season to make it up, pal. Hey, he, uh, I'm like next to last. You hear me complaining? <laughs> I also had Fowler. I, I know they listen. So or he or they. What is Team Sanchez? Is that a human or is that multiple people? Two people. It's two people. My buddy's name nickname is Sanchez. Yeah. So I just gave him that. And he has an email address at aol.com. <laughs> after we're off, <laughs> after we're off air, I'll tell you what they wanted the name to be, but they didn't want to put it on there. Was it pretty dirty? I don't know if dirty is the right word, but oh, I didn't know if they wanted dirty Sanchez as the name. No, no, <laughs> no. All right, so my first star is Dustin Johnson. He won this week, but crazy stat I saw. This is Dustin Johnson's last nine tournaments, going back to the PGA Championship. <laughs> T two at the PGA Championship, he won the Northern Trust. Second the BMW, he won the Tour Championship. Sixth the U.S. Open. Second at the Houston Open, he won the Masters. His worst finish is Tournament of Champions. He finished T eleven, and then he won last week. This is last nine events, so not bad. Do you think he was just hammered, and that's why he's like, I can't, I can't make it back to California for this I, week? Well, he, I don't understand how he can be allowed to come back with quarantine. So that's what I was wondering initially if that he, was the reason. Even if, even if he flew a pro, private jet, he was still in another country right. for at least a week. But, Maybe two. But maybe, if he was maybe in was, their maybe bubble, was hide, maybe he was hiding in Dana's goes bubble. To another bubble. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think the California. I don't got think like the bubbles rules. apply when you're going country. Calif- to country. I think California is like one of the re- most There's restricted no states right but now. You, you see so. what I'm saying? If every player was tested at the prior tournament, he flies privately to another yeah, but, tournament where everyone's tested. Point, still, he gets tested. But at this point, it's no longer a tour thing. It's an international no, I travel. I understand thing. that. I'm just trying to be logical. Yeah. I yeah, I was wondering that too. If that before, was the reason. <laughs> before we move on, since we're on Dustin Johnson, can I say one more thing about? I was, him I was just going to say that I think he. I wasn't surprised he withdrew. I think the only reason he plays this week is he plays with Paulina's dad, Wayne. That's oh, but there's there's no uh, there's no amateurs. No amateurs, and he was coming back from over, so he's like, yeah. yeah. And can Wayne get here? I don't know where he is right now. They're not Canada. having. They're not having AMs. Right, but yeah, that's not. what I'm saying. If they were, like, I don't know if he if he's in Canada right now, he wouldn't. Yeah. Did you sure. did you happen to see Rory's quote about Dustin Johnson? I found it to be just perfect. He says, "I think he's got one of the best attitudes towards the game of golf in the history of the game." Uh, I don't know if I can compare him to anyone else, but the way he approaches the game is awesome. This is where it gets good because we've all watched the way Dustin Johnson speaks in a press conference. See ball, hit ball, see putt, hole putt, go to the next. Dustin makes it look so simple at times. Mm-hmm. I find it hard to believe he's got any other option. <laughs> but let's continue. Go ahead. No, that was anything my, else to say? No, DJ was my star. Uh, also, to go back to last week, did you guys see that PJ Tour received an email about Rory's ball? Yeah. yeah. So the volunteer stepped on it. Yep. The whole retroactive penalty thing should just be squashed. It wasn't a penalty, though. It was just. But we have seen that happen. I, I think with Lexi Thompson or, or Michelle, we dropped a ball and it rolled the a Lexi little bit. Lexi Thompson thing was during a tournament. That was bullshit because, yeah, they went back like the next day. That whole thing should yeah. not exist, in my opinion. Yeah. The, the viewer at home had, should have no stake in the ruling. No, the, the volunteer emailed the tour and said, I stepped on the golf, Rory's golf ball. Okay, then, then that's one I, passes my snuff. Because I, I think they probably found out what was going on. Yeah. So they're probably out there shuffling through the ankle high grass and. But why wouldn't you just say something? Yeah, why wouldn't you just say, hey. Why wouldn't you say at maybe, the time? Yeah. But, right, a lot of those volunteers aren't thinking. They don't know the rules. They right, they don't know the rules, so he doesn't know. baby. Even if you don't know the rules, you think if you're volunteering at a PJ event that you would know, oh, shit, I stepped on this golf you ball. You think that's I something, say right, something that's something you should say to the yeah. volunteers that yeah. are out there, like, 
hey, if you step on it, it's okay. Just tell somebody. Yeah. Like that. Is that I feel yeah. like that should be something. There's probably somebody who's like really weird. Like they're gonna throw me out of here. Trounce around in the road. Hey, I, Kyle. Just so you know, I'm gonna take Notre Dame plus seven here now. Just so you know. We probably should. <laughs> did uh, Did DJ get FedEx Cup points for that win? No. Overseas. No, that, that would go into the race to the race, race to, to Dubai. Dubai was that a lot of guys were like Finau. Yeah, Finau Reed. was there. Reed was there. Yeah. I think they like that tournament. There's a lot of guys normally go over there. They might be able to get appearance I, fee money. Because this. I'd rather yeah. be a Phoenix. Yeah, didn't Phil get like a million dollars to play in Phil that was last over year? They get yeah. so you can't take it on the tour, but I think over there you're allowed to accept appearance fee. Because this is the first time Rory's played in Phoenix. I think he's usually over there playing. Stats guys told him it was logically better for him to play in Phoenix. That's what he said. <laughs> His analytics team. Tell that should, to the trophy. They should find a way to offset those tournaments, I think. I feel like that's I don't know. Phoenix would be a blast if like all those guys were there. I guess I'd be yeah. curious. I don't know if obviously Phoenix, this is always the weekend of Phoenix or the Super Bowl. I'd be curious if, like, the Dubai one, if, if that's the normal weekend for it or if it's a different weekend or if that got yeah. moved around. I don't know. I think they should move Phoenix one year and have the U.S. Open there. Ooh. That'd be an amazing atmosphere. Just let them shoot it out. It just Imagine doesn't seem to fit the narrative, though. Yeah. What's, what's still fun, though? You can grow a rough up there. Fun as difficult. hell. Dude, there's not, a damn desert. Prickly Dude. cactuses. Look at look at that thing. You want to touch that? I don't <laughs> think so. We can put in there. No, throw a few more rattlesnakes out there in a the desert for him. James Hahn almost got his ass poked out. I, by I, one just, of those. I just think that crazy party, have a good time atmosphere. No, I wish combined, it would happen there. I just don't yeah, see it combined happen. with a major would be amazing. Could you imagine three guys tied for lead stand on sixteen? <laughs> the drunk <laughs> guys are just like, yeah, yeah. Like you imagine, yeah, that that drama with you know. Shelfley, Kepka, that Lee, those guys, and that those four finishing holes. Who's to say James we can't Hahn take that energy it. to any U.S. Open? We can just start that energy when we're there. Yeah, you'd probably get an exit stage left. <laughs> so and, you and too much they to can't throw all of us out <laughs> yeah. and, and never come back. Yeah, Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup at Phoenix. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, if Patrick Reed makes the Ryder Cup team, I will not attend. <laughs> Saying it now. <laughs> That's I one like person that. I would love to watch at a Ryder Cup, though. I know we always talk down about him. I would love to be in person watching Reed at a Ryder Cup, just because I think he brings that. Ryder Cup of Phoenix. Yeah, Sign that. me the fuck up. Imagine that. I will quit my job to go. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a first star? Did you already spit yours? Speed. Speed. Did you already get rid of yours? Yeah, Brady. You got Brady. a dud? Well, I was going to say my star of the week isn't even an athlete. But because it's been such a polarizing thing the last few days, I want to make him my star because I thoroughly enjoyed the weekend's performance. And I didn't find out until today, they don't pay you for those appearances. He paid $7 million of his own money for what that. Are, what are we talking oh, about? The, the halftime, halftime performance. Oh. He paid $7 million for that. It sounded good. He actually sang, which we normally don't see. <laughs> but here we go into my dud. The dud correlates, goes to his costume designer. Oh, the jock straps. What the hell was that? I uh, I don't know if it, I want to even go down. Yeah, so. I don't, uh, he's been. That uh, was a terrible <laughs> performance. I'll say it. Terrible. He's been teasing this shit on social media for months now. That same outfit with the red and whatnot. That's his choice. He's been wearing that in, like all his social media posts, and he's had like bandages over his face, show, making public appearances with like. So they were bandages. Makeup that looked like blood. He had. And fake. I think he's trying to make. Uh, he. He made it look like he had plastic surgery, but he didn't. He's making some sort of statement about Hollywood. Yes. 
it all yes, ties that's together, what all this then. was. Yeah. Regardless. I think they do get ugly. I believe they do get paid for that appearance, but with the restrictions, he wasn't happy with um, what they know, would accommodate. I don't know if they were just going like, to give him a stage because, hey, it's a uh, COVID. There aren't many fans, blah, blah, blah. So that's why he chose to pay extra for whatever setup. I listened to about three minutes and I was like, I'm going to go take a shit right now. Aggressive. Terrible. Aggressive. Terrible I told you it was polarizing. You didn't you didn't have to agree with me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I, I gave not it a it. six out of ten. I think with with the halftime show, it's I'm never I mean everyone's critical of it. Would I rather watch the red hot chili peppers pretend to play their unplugged instruments or watch the weekend actually sing? Bring so Shakira back. I will Okay. Uh, or Janet Jackson. <laughs> I, I thought Timberlakes was one of the best we've seen in the last few years. The big thing with the hat was... That was the one in Minnesota, right? With, uh, I think that was, yeah, I think it was... He wore the wood shit, I think, yeah. So I think the big thing with the halftime show of the weekend, I'll give him credit, is he was actually singing. Yes. And you can tell that if someone... It, it almost like his performance will make it stand out moving down the road that if someone's not singing. Yeah. <laughs> because you can hear... You can hear the acoustics of it coming through the audio of the stadium on your TV, and it's not clear. It's not clear. It's not crisp. It doesn't sound like it's coming through your radio where they lip sync. It's like oh, they're clearly not singing right now. So you can, you can just tell, like the acoustics in a stadium, especially an open stadium, you, you can tell. I want to point out that you just said that Justin Timberlake and that performance was only a couple years ago. I had a bad time when that was on. No. No, this was in Minnesota. The Janet Jackson this one? No. This oh, you're the, talking yeah. about. An, this was the Eagles over the. See, Ellie oh, said the same okay. thing. She's like, you just wanted to see a boob again. I'm like, he just performed like two or three years yeah, ago. Yeah, he had that. He had, so he had how that, eventful that performance was. He had that was. like Woods. 14. He had that, I think like, it was 14. No, it was the Eagles. Eagles over. I was, it? it was Eagles over the Patriots one like seven, three years ago. Let's look it up. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> All right. Anybody got anything else? <laughs> I don't think so. I was going to make her star. Let's give Sarah Thomas a shout out. First female mm-hmm. to ever referee Super Bowl. Definitely, yeah. Cool. Now that you don't have a dud. Three years ago. Now that I don't have a dud, now that you superseded No, it. I I can't remember. I I found one that I was like, now Taylor will come prepared. Now I can't remember oh, who it was. Can't rely on a guy who doesn't water a cactus. <laughs> 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 All right, gentlemen. Until next week.